Hey guys, Andre Hutchins here. I just need to start off this podcast by apologizing for the audio quality of this recording, um, especially on my end. I did this recording via FaceTime and I thought that I had everything working and hooked up and my mic was working, but the audio, at least on my portion that was picked up, uh, was from the microphone in my computer. So even though you'll be able to understand everything, it just kind of sounds echoey. Um, either way, uh, I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Sorry again. I'll make sure this doesn't happen next time. Thanks. Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! And this is episode six of Backseat Directors. That's right. Backseat Directors coming at you however you're listening. On your phone, in your car, at the gym, or while at work. Whatever it may be. However you're getting your podcast fix. I'm very happy that you're tuning in. Backseat Directors is your number one movie review and recommendation podcast on all of the latest movies. And with me today, all the way from the great city of Seattle... A longtime friend and great supporter of the podcast, John Cartagena. Hello, John. Hey, how's it going? It's going. It's going. How's it going with you? It's good. It's been raining here in Washington, I guess, but I'm used to it already. <laughs> Probably to nobody's surprise, it's raining in Washington. Oh, no. It, it, it rains here every day. I, I didn't believe when people were telling me, like, hey, it rains a lot in Washington. I'm like, oh, yeah, it probably rains, like, maybe once or twice. No, it rains every single day. <laughs> well, if there, if anyone if anyone is listening from uh, the Seattle or the Northwest region and you're feeling a little bit depressed, just uh, download some backseat directors. It'll definitely bring out, uh, bring out some sunshine and brighten up your day. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, thanks for coming on. We are recording via FaceTime right now. Um, so, yeah, so just thank goodness to technology, we can actually do this. Um, yeah, so yeah, exactly. So, John, um, for all of our listeners to get to know you, because I already know you pretty well. Goodness, how long have we known each other? Uh, we, I feel like we've known each other for like maybe like eight, nine years. Yeah, it's been, it's been at least that long, at least that long. But you know what? Some of these questions I'm about to ask you, I I honestly don't even know what you're going to say. So this is this is going to be pretty good. Okay, John, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we are going to do some get to know you questions. Now it's time for some get to know you questions. Okay, John, question number one: What is your desert island movie? All right. Uh, you're probably going to laugh at this because you probably aren't expecting me to, to actually say this movie, but my favorite movie, so my Desert Island movie, would probably be the classical tale of love and awkwardness, 16 Candles, uh, directed by John Hughes. That's That would be the one movie that I would actually take on an island if I, I knew I was going to get stranded there. Yeah, 16 Candles, that is a good answer. No, I was not expecting that one from you. That is a good one, though. I like that. It's definitely a classic 80s movie. 
uh, it, it brings you back. I mean, I wasn't alive in the 80s, but I like if, if I could think of a time period where I would want to just be in high school, it would definitely be the 80s. Dang, John, you're making me feel old. Wait, so, you say, so, okay, you're you're a year older than than Hunter, my brother. So, 92? 92. 92. Very good, very good. Well, no, that's good, though. I'm glad you have an appreciation for some 80s movies, because those are definitely some classics. Uh, they're the best. Okay, question number two. What is your favorite movie theater snack? Willy Wonka Caduzzles. Have you heard of them? <laughs> Caduzzles. 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 What the heck are caduzzles? So they're kind of like a licorice. Like it looks like a licorice, but they're actually uh, like a Willy Wonka inspired like licorice. But they have different flavors inside, and then outside is like normally like where the red um, comes from. So they're kind of like licorice sticks, but like a different interpretation of licorice sticks. They're really good. Next time you're at the movies, you should definitely try them. And you can actually uh, get these in, in, at the theater. Yeah, that's, really? that's yeah, that's my number one movie. So yeah, if you are not aware of Caduzzles, you should Google it, and then you'll probably be like, "Oh, I've seen those, but they look really weird." Uh, <laughs> but but they're good. <laughs> okay, I'll have to keep my eye out because I, I I I don't know if I've ever even heard of them, let alone seen them at a movie theater. But okay, yeah, you've definitely intrigued me enough to to go research these out. All right, John. Question number three: What was the first movie that made you cry? Or you can't remember the first movie that made you cry what was the last movie that made you cry <laughs> i don't Honestly, know why sorry john i don't know why i always laugh <laughs> these these should not be laughing moments when people <laughs> cry in movies it's not like they're, they're humorous moments but I, I, I always it just always makes me chuckle okay sorry sorry go no, ahead <laughs> you're 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 fine um so i think if i can recall the first movie that i truly remember seeing that made me cry um, I have to throw it back to a good old Disney classic, which was The Lion King. Um, I mean, as like a, a five-year-old watching that, especially kind of immigrating towards, like immigrating to the United States, like I wasn't really like ever brought up watching movies. And somehow that triggered something, you know, like obviously when his dad dies and, you know, he's sad and then he goes through like this like depression, uh, it, it definitely brought a tear to my eye. So The Lion King. Yeah, that's a good answer. You know, you, um, somebody else that's been on this podcast had that same answer. You know who it was? Yeah. Was it, mm, trying to remember, because I've, I've, I'm still catching up on a couple of episodes. Hey, no, that's okay. That's okay. Was it, uh, I, mm, I, was it Hunter? No, it wasn't Hunter. <laughs> no, I, wait, no, it was Carmen. No, nope, wasn't Carmen nope. either. Nope. It, it was, was Amy. It Amy. was my wife, Amy. <laughs> great, great minds think alike. Absolutely. And I think she'd agree with that too. <laughs> okay, good. Good answer, John. All right. Question number four. Do you have a favorite uh, movie director and or actor? Yeah. So um, I, I believe... Amy's act, uh, director, excuse me, is is one of my favorites, and that is Wes Anderson. Um, yes, he's he he just has such a great take on how he films movies that I just think is so appealing to the eye. Um, my first movie that I saw of Wes Anderson's was Rushmore. I don't know if you ever have you ever seen Rushmore. No, no, I actually. It's, so yeah, Amy just introduced me to Wes Anderson, and uh, the first movie that we saw was The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Uh, Rushmore was one of his first uh, movies that he directed, and it just is is so visually appealing because it kind of has like this like old school school that they're filming in, and um, the lead character Max is kind of rebellious. It's it's a, it's a really good one. 
Um, and Bill Murray is still in it. Um, but yeah, I, I love Rushmore. If you haven't seen the Darjeeling Limited, that one's a really awesome one as well. He just, he just does such a great, great, uh, viewpoint of, uh, different characters and different styles. So I really like Wes Anderson. Well, I'm writing these movies down right now and adding them, adding them to my, my watch, watch list right now. Um, there, there's one, there's one on Netflix right now that it's, it's in our queue it's um and it's a Wes Anderson film. I think it's called um, a Moonrise Kingdom. I think. Yeah, Moon Moonrise Kingdom is Moonrise a really good Kingdom. one. And then I I honestly want to say that Rushmore is on Netflix as well. Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah. good. Okay. Well, yeah. For so any of our listeners out there that are uh, big time Netflix uh, viewers, yeah, go check those out. I, I'm definitely gonna go check those out. Uh, I, um, yeah. So Grand Budapest Hotel. That was the first and only Wes Anderson film that I knowingly. Um, I at least said that I'm aware that was a Wes Anderson film that I've watched. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go check those out. Okay. Last question, John, you ready? Yes. If you could change the ending of any movie, which would it be and how would you change it? All right. So I'm changing this mainly because I've watched this movie so many times and I know that it actually did happen. I guess like the whole premise happened in real life. But I would change the Titanic because we all know that Jack could have fit on that door with freaking Rose. But it, <laughs> they killed him off. Come on. We all know watching that he could have fit on that freaking door. But, you know, they had to, they had to kill off uh, uh, that character. And if you haven't watched this movie, it's been a long time. So if I spoiled it for you, that's your fault. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, okay. Well, John, um, uh, yeah. So the, the, our most recent episode, just, uh, our review of life, uh, my sister Holly reviewed it with me and that was her answer for which <laughs> movie she would change. <laughs> and that was the exact scene she would change. Um, yeah, it sounds, sounds like that movie's made an impression on quite a few viewers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, John, thank you. Those are wonderful answers. And, um, now that our listeners have got a sneak peek into the life of John Cartagena, we are now going to dive even deeper into this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And this week's movie is none other than Power Rangers. All right, it's morphin' time! details from Saban Entertainment comes the third feature film of the worldwide children's TV classic Power Rangers Power Rangers is the story of five high school outcasts that happen upon five ancient alien stones each with a different color these stones begin to give these teenagers superhuman powers and while searching for more answers regarding their newfound powers they learn that they have been predestined as the new Power Rangers and guardians of earth from evil forces Power Rangers first debuted on TV in the U.S. in 1993 as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This first installment lasted only three seasons and was then replaced by Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers in 1996. 
And to this day, there have been over 20 versions of Power Rangers on television worldwide. And in 2017, Nickelodeon will be debuting the most recent version, Power Rangers Ninja Steel. Power Rangers released into theaters March 24th, 2017. It has a running time of 2 hours and 4 minutes. It's rated PG-13 for sequences of sci-fi violence, action and destruction, some language, and for some crude humor. Um, However, I will mention in the upcoming review that I feel like it was a pretty soft PG-13 movie as compared to many other PG-13 movies out there. So if you have younger kids, perhaps, I don't know, between the age of 8 and 13, if they're interested in seeing it, I I think it would be okay. Um, So Power Ranger stars uh, Dakri Montgomery as Jason or the Red Ranger. Naomi Scott as Kimberly, or the Pink Ranger, and R.J. Seiler as Billy, or the Blue Ranger. Also, Brian Cranston plays the small plays a small role as Zordon. Uh, he's the guide and mentor of the Power Rangers. Power Rangers is directed by Dean Israelite. Had a budget of approximately a hundred million dollars. This is definitely a big budget film for such a niche audience and fan base. I feel like this was a pretty risky investment for the movie studios. However, on the opening weekend, it had a decent debut of over $40 million, and to date, the movie has grossed over $80 million in ticket sales, and that's domestically, and I'm actually surprised that it has done this well. All right, John, we are now jumping into our movie review. Backseat Director's Movie Review. All right, John, first question. After seeing Power Rangers, what was your initial reaction? Yeah, so I actually really enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job of um, kind of giving you a different perspective on each of the different rangers or the teenagers, if you want to call them. Um, They focused on the struggles of each ranger, which I thought was kind of an interesting perspective. I don't know if you kind of captured that, but I definitely thought they did a really good um, job of telling each individual's story and kind of giving you a perspective of a day in the life of that specific person. Um, it, It it definitely captured my attention just because I kind of grew up watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with, you know, Amy, Amy Jo Johnson and, <laughs> you know, Tommy and, you know, the Green Ranger and Zordon and everything like that. But I thought it was a really good, um, a really good perspective on a modern day Power Ranger. Yeah. You so, know? Well, yeah. And th- that was actually one of the uh, questions I did want to ask you was, I, I mean, so you, you did grow up watching this show. Yes. So, I mean, you, I mean, you could say that, you know, growing up, like you were a big fan. It was something that you'd come home from school or whatever and watch Power Rangers. Yeah, dude, I don't even know if you remember this, but in the late nineties when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was like a big thing. And like when that first initial movie came out, um, McDonald's actually did the, like the, like the toys that came with the, the kids meal. It was the, the Power Rangers, like each individual with their Zord. I and think so, I like, remember that. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I, I grew up like just enjoying it. I remember kindergarten, I had uh, a, the Turbo Ranger backpack, so that I was five. Um, I, was a, I was really a big fan uh, growing up. And so I was kind of excited to just see um, a modern day take on this because we have, like, our technology is just kind of crazy on how we can create movies. And so I was kind of excited for them to kind of take something that started in what the early nineties and, and, and kind of see it from like a 2017 perspective. Yeah, I know 1993 to be exact. That's, that's when the first episode debuted on television. And I think it lasted, I just looked at the, looked this up on IMDb. I think it was 155 episodes. So it, it, it was on TV for at least, at least four or five years. Yeah. Um, it, 
Yeah, and, and then it, but it, it wasn't just that. I mean, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was the first TV show to debut, and then there were kind of spinoffs from other, like other d- types of versions of Power Rangers, and then yeah, a couple movies. Yeah, no, it, I mean, if you grew up watching the series, you kind of saw what happened. And obviously, I don't want to spoil it if anyone has seen like the the, the actual shows. But each uh, for the first couple of years that they actually did Power Rangers, um, the ending would kind of mold into the beginning of the new spinoff. Right. Um, so what? Right. Yeah, whether whether they lost like specific powers and they gained like new, uh, you know, Zords and new uh, colors and things like that. So I just remember kind of growing up and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was on for a long time. Like I still remember every character's name. Uh, I remember the characters that took over the colors after that specific ranger left. Uh, (laughs) We all all were sad when uh, our favorite Kimberly left. Let's all be very real. Amy Jo Johnson. Amy Jo Johnson. I follow her on Instagram. She's she's so funny. Um, But uh, like I remember the Australian girl kind of took over for Kimberly. So I was just really excited that they were A, doing all of the original characters. So they did like, you know, Trini and Billy and you know, Kimberly and Jason and Zach. So I was really excited to see their perspective on um, this, this tale. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm looking at IMDb right now. And uh, so Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was the original. And that was the one that first debuted in 1993. And um, so other versions of Power Rangers that continue to debut even up to 2003, it looks like. So at least a turbo. Yeah. Power Rangers turbo Power Rangers Power Rangers Dino Thunder, Power Rangers Wild Force, um, Power Rangers Zeo, and Power Rangers Zio. in Space. <laughs> yeah, so Zeo Zio was this... It, this is what's funny. This is how you can tell that I'm a super fan. Zeo was the second one, and then I believe Turbo was the third one. Um, yeah, and then they, yep, and, that's right. And then they, they also did one in, in Space. They did Wild Force, uh, which was kind of a cool take of aliens in space it was really weird uh and then they did it i don't know if you you probably don't know this but they did one that's called spd which was like kind of like uh firefighters and heroes like it it was an interesting yeah they they did a lot they did a lot okay well john it you left no doubt in my ears or or in any of our listeners ears that that you know your stuff when it comes to power rangers <laughs> so so okay so let's let, let's just recap real quick just because we kind of got sidetracked but yeah, what, yeah yeah so what was your initial reaction again kind of sum it up real quick my initial reaction was that you actually got more of a story of each individual ranger so you actually got to know trini you got, actually got to know kimberly you actually got to know jason you actually got to know zach and billy so i thought it was a really cool perspective of actually seeing those characters because in the show you don't really know much about them or their personal life or anything right. like that and this right. movie actually gives you that perspective and so um i thought it was really well done i really enjoyed it like that was my first impression i was like wow i'm getting to know the characters which was kind of setting you up for the rest of the movie Okay, very good. So th- this was my initial reaction, and just and I do have to add just a little bit of background because I I was not um, into Power Rangers as much as you were, and that most likely has to do with the fact that you and I are, I believe, eight years apart, and so yeah. I, I was a little bit older, you know. So I, I there were other shows or other things that you know had my interest because I was. 10 years old when it first debuted and you would have been goodness you would have been like one or two (laughs) so so you you grew up watching it you know after it had been on tv for a few years already um 
But okay, so my initial reaction was that the Power Rangers movie was definitely catered to the Power Ranger fan base, right? So people who were already existing fans of the TV show and whatever else. And it, 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 it was a movie that was built on the back of the TV show, right? Meaning if you, if you, if you were a person who had never seen the TV show or, or you've never heard of Power Rangers and you went and saw this movie, <laughs> you, I, I think you would kind of wonder if maybe Hollywood has been running out of original ideas, you know? <laughs> so I can um, definitely see that. So, um, but that being said, the movie was exactly as I expected it to be. It, it was, it was a movie for the Power Ranger fans and I don't think it was built to be anything else. So that, that was my, my um, first impression and just kind of my first thoughts after watching the movie. And I just watched the movie last night. How many, when did you go see it? So I saw it about two weeks ago. So I, I think I honestly saw it the day after it came out. And then I just recently watched it the second time on Saturday. Nice. So you're nice. on two showings already. Two showings. <laughs> Are you going to go see it again? Uh, I think I'm good on two. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Well, we're going to jump into our critiques. Okay. So I, I'm going to go first on this one, all right, just because you being the Power Ranger fan, I think my critiques will be a little bit maybe harsher than yours, okay? Yeah, it's totally <laughs> okay. fine. So there, there are three things, three things, all right? So number one, I just kind of thought it was cheesy, all right? So I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna try to not be too harsh just because I know you like Power Rangers, but I just, I just thought it was cheesy. And... And okay, so when I remember Power Rangers coming out on TV, I, I, and like I already said, I was 10 when it came out on TV. And I remember when it came out on TV. And even though I was kind of, I mean, it was kind of exciting. Like I remember seeing trailers and like, I remember watching a couple episodes and it was kind of exciting, right? But I also, even at the age of 10, I already felt like I was too old watching it, right? Like, like, and so I would still watch an episode here or there, but it was kind of like my guilty pleasure. And it was definitely something I did not want my friends knowing that I would watch or anything like that. So I would watch it by myself. <laughs> I didn't have friends ever to watch Power Rangers anytime I turned it on. Um, but I never got hooked on it. Like I never, it wasn't anything like that. Like, like for me, Ninja Turtles was my big childhood obsession, right? And anything and everything Ninja Turtles and even to this day, like, I love it, right? And even with the bad Ninja Turtles movies that have come out recently, um, I would still go watch those. But Power Rangers, it just, it wasn't my childhood thing. So I never got hooked on it. And even at the age of 10, I I kind of felt like it was just kind of cheesy, right? And that's how I kind of yeah. felt like they, and that, yeah, the movie just kind of played to. But, but again, you know, I, I know that the movie, it, I just really feel like it was catered to the fans, Number two, um, the movie, the movie started out strong. I, I loved the opening scene and it, and I wasn't expecting that at all. So when you, um, you know, so, okay, so John, we're, we're going to avoid spoilers as much as possible. Absolutely. Um, but, um, I, I, I love the opening scene. I just, I wasn't expecting that. It caught my attention and, and it, it brought it, it just kind of drug me into the movie uh, or more more so I went willingly just because of how intrigued I, I became after that opening scene. And so I felt like it started out really strong, but it 
it just went downhill from there. I felt like it, it started strong and it ended poorly and I wish it had been the opposite. And so um, my last critique is, and I know this is actually kind of opposite of what you were thinking. Um, I, I feel like you really get to know, you really get to know Jason, who's the Red Ranger, and you really get to know Billy, the Blue Ranger. And so they really do a good job of developing those two characters and creating a good relationship and a bond between them two. And Kimberly, Kimberly is kind of the third person you feel like you get to know well. So she's the Pink Ranger. And, and it's kind of those three, right? But then you have the Yellow Ranger and the Black Ranger. And even though I saw the movie last night, I don't even remember their names. And I felt like they were just kind of thrown in there. And all of a sudden, they're a part of the team and a part of the Power Rangers. And at the end of the movie, I was still kind of wondering, who the heck are these two kids? Like, you, like they just, the movie does a really good job of developing Jason. Obviously, he's the Red Ranger. He's like the leader of the group. So they have to kind of focus on him. But I just, I, I don't know. I didn't really get get the feeling like you got to know the Yellow or Black Ranger at all. So those those are my biggest critiques. Let's let's hear your critiques or what you didn't like about the movie. Yeah, no, I think you you kind of touched on it. Um, you know, I I obviously had some critiques of the movie. Um, just kind of going back, cheesy just reminds me of Power Rangers because when you would watch them, I mean, I think they were only thirty minutes or even fifteen minutes at most right. each episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even like the fighting sequences were cheesy back then, you know, like, and then morphing was cheesy. Um, so I kind of, I, I, as a, like, as a fan, like I already knew going into it, they were probably going to be a little bit cheesy. So I wasn't like, you know, not expecting the cheesiness factor to come in, but <laughs> I totally, totally understand your perspective of if you're not a fan, it is going to kind of seem a little bit cheesy. I wasn't right. really a, a fan growing up of the Ninja Turtles. And so when I saw the Ninja Turtle movie with Megan Fox, I was like, oh, this is really cheesy. It's kind of <laughs> weird. But, but but like you said, it touches – this movie touches the fan base. Um, and so my second critique um, was – in in the actual show, you kind of know that of each individual's you know um, animal uh, in a sense. So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is, uh, definitely dates to like the the Zords and everything, and their 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 outfits are uh, inspired by the prehistoric you know ages. So right. there's you know the the Mastodon, Triceratops, saber tooth tiger, um, the Tyrannosaurus. I, I felt like they missed that, and as a fan. I was kind of bummed that they didn't really like focus on each of the characters, uh, you know, animal, yeah. um, because that that's one of the, the the most iconic scenes when when they do morph in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show is you know them actually having their coins and screaming out their their animals and you you're just kind of pumped because you know growing up I was like oh I really like the the Yellow Rangers animal because it just looks really cool um, and I like the Pink Rangers because it flies. I just felt like they didn't really touch on that. And that, 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 that coming from a fan is like, I think they kind of, you know, missed the mark on that. And then just kind of going back to what you were saying on your third critique about the characters. Yeah. I think they did focus on Jason a lot. Um, and obviously you kind of touched on that uh, on it as well. He is the leader of the group. So obviously I knew that his story was going to be big. Um, but I, d I do think that they're 
possibly setting it up for you know an additional sequel possibly oh, really really yeah okay. mainly because I, I don't know if you read this um prior to the movie coming out but there is a huge article uh, about the yellow ranger sexuality and so there was a lot of like controversy like revolving like the first you know lesbian power ranger right and so right. um I, I i felt like they touched on it a little bit in the movie uh and so i feel like they're probably saving that possibly for you know the next sequel or something like that but i did think that zach's character was definitely left out you kind of know a little bit about him but you don't know you know why his story is the way that it is you don't know how it began or how it ends or anything like that you kind of just get uh what is that a cliff note like example of his life and you're just kind of left wondering like well what what who who is zach what is his story i saw a glimpse of it but i don't know exactly who he is but i i really did feel like trini kind of did have her moment in the movie um but i'm not going to spoil it but i think she did have like a moment where you kind of are connecting the pieces uh of who she is but i feel like they're kind of saving that for another time so if that's if that's the case, that would make sense. That definitely would make sense. And okay, so uh, it, are there any other critiques? Because so I'm kind of kind of piggyback off of what you just brought up. But are, are there any other critiques that you? No, no, okay. I think that's it. Okay, cool. So um, so just it, it, now we're gonna jump into highlights, and I'll, I'll go ahead and do mine first too, and uh, let you, the true Power Ranger fan, go last. Um, but what you were saying about the possibility of a sequel and maybe focusing more on the Yellow Ranger whose sexuality definitely was questioned in the movie. And so one of my highlights was this, that there are some very true-to-life teenager issues that the movie introduces, right? Um, and one of the ones that I'm, I, I first came to mind, obviously, is uh, Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, she gets involved with um, spreading... Um, basically sexting pictures. So anyone that's listening that maybe has kids in high school or junior high or basically anyone, any kid with a phone, uh, sexting has kind of, you know, just become very problematic in high school. And it's almost seen, it's almost portrayed as normal nowadays. And I'm not saying from the movie standpoint, I'm just saying about how, you know, common it is nowadays with kids. And so uh, there's that scene that you find out why, Kimberly is kind of, um, she's ostracized and kind of, uh, kicked out of her, her, um, her cheerleader club is because she shared a nude picture of one of her friends with a guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, 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 um, you know, so she, she kind of goes through this, this, uh, I, I guess for lack of a better term, but just kind of a repentance process where she realizes the gravity of the situation and, and understands how much damage she did by sharing that picture. Right. And so I I actually liked that they included this because with a movie that's catered to this type of audience, you know, and even though the Power Ranger fan fan base from the olden days might be a little bit older, most of the people that are going to be seeing this movie are younger, they're teenagers or whatever. And these are real life issues that teenagers are dealing with today. And so I, you know, to make a movie that's true to times, I actually am glad that they included that scene. And yes, to bring up the question on whether or not uh, the yellow Ranger actually might be lesbian is because there, yeah, there's that part where, you know, they ask her, what are you having boyfriend problems? And she doesn't answer. 
And then he says, what, girlfriend problems? And she kind of looks up, but she, again, doesn't answer. So, yeah, I definitely would be interested if they if they do bring out a sequel, how mm, kind of deeper they dive into the characters in, in that sense. So that that's one of my highlights and one of the things I liked about the movie. And um, another highlight that I liked was, so Brian Cranston, he plays Zordon. Brian Cranston is from, most people would probably know him from Breaking Bad. He's Walter White in Breaking Bad. Um, but I, I thought, even though he, you never see him, like he himself never really acts on screen. Um, and you never see his face just because he plays Zordon the majority of the time, who's basically just kind of this face on a wall. It's like a, it's like a hologram or something like that. I thought he did a good job. And just for voice acting, I, I thought, I thought, I just thought he did a really good job. Um, and then my last, my last thing, it's kind of a critique and it's kind of a highlight. And so going back to the opening scene and how much I actually love the opening scene and how much it drew me into the movie, I what I was really hoping for was that I knew that this was going to be an origin story for the Power Rangers, right? And how they got started. Yeah. And I wish it just had been more of an origin story. And so when they had that opening scene, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be something that the TV shows never went into. And so... If they had if they had done a movie about that, and if maybe if they do a movie about that, I'd definitely be much more intrigued to see kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, because I mean the opening scene is like sixty five million years before the teenagers become Power Rangers, and so yeah, I mean, yeah, so I guess that's kind of my highlight, the opening scene. The opening scene was fantastic, and I really like that. Okay, John, let's let's hear your highlights. Yeah. Uh, so what's crazy is. Uh, my first impress, like my first highlight, I guess, um, is kind of piggybacking on what you said. I literally wrote out my notes for this kind of, you know, session with you. And my first thing is I really enjoyed that scene with Kimberly because when I think of, and when people think of Power Rangers, I'm sure they just think of good. And I think this movie kind of did such a great job of kind of highlighting her in particular of, feeling that she didn't do some didn't do something good you know she felt really bad and she was like you know i i i am to blame for all of this and i just want to run away and right uh there there's a really good dialogue between kimberly and jason where he's like let's run away together and she's like yeah and and i think it if you if you kind of take it for for a like a little grain of dust. It's like, sometimes you don't have to run away from your problems. Like sometimes you just have to accept what has happened and kind of move forward. And so I really just like that, that they dived into that character in, in such a modern time period, because like you said, the people that are watching this movie, definitely teenagers plus me. Uh, <laughs> so so the, the, the teens and in-betweens, you know, so it, it does a great job of highlighting, you know, modern issues with the whole sexting situation that she is kind of dealing with yeah. um, and with, with Trini's character. So I really like that. And I, I really wish they would have kind of gone a little bit deeper into uh, Billy's story. Um, Cause he, he talks about his dad, but you don't really know. Um, and then, right, right. You, you know, obviously Zach's uh, character as well. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that just because when you think of Power Rangers, you think of good. And I think their interpretation was you, you can be a superhero, you can be a hero and have gone through a lot of struggles. Um, and I think my second highlight, um, or se second, like, you know, highlight of the movie was definitely, um, I don't know if you took it this way, but, uh, I really enjoyed 
them not getting their powers right away. They had to work for their powers, and I oh, thought yeah. that was, yeah. I thought I thought that was a really good way of kind of teaching people watching, or even kids that are watching, or you know, teenagers that are watching. It's like, yeah, you don't just get it right away, just just because you're you've been selected or you've been chosen for this, this, and this. Just kind of like piggy up, piggybacking off of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They get the coins and then they just transform and then they're right. superheroes. Right. Whereas this movie, you kind of get this like dialogue from Zordon on kind of them having to figure out all, between them five how to morph and how to find their powers. It's not just given to you. Right. So I really, I really enjoy that perspective. And I know I don't know if you kind of took it that way, but I definitely felt like, wow, I'm really glad that they're having to work for something and having to kind of rely on each other before becoming these superheroes because it's not just that easy. No, I, I, I think that's great. We definitely, um, yeah, young and old, I think just human nature, we, we usually do feel a sense of entitlement, especially if we've been chosen for something. Um, yeah, no, I think that's that's a great that's a great point on that they really had to work um, and earn really their their place as Power Rangers. Exactly, and then uh, I think my third highlight, um, obviously, the whole sequence of you know morphing and Zords. I thought they did a pretty good job, uh, you know, kind of mixing in the modern interpretation of it, and it was kind of alien esque. It kind of uh, stayed true to like the first uh portion of the movie like you were saying where it's what did they say like 60 something million years ago right. uh, i felt like i felt like the zords definitely fit that like time period like with that modern take so i really enjoyed that and their suits were very different than what i was expecting it when they released the images i was definitely kind of <laughs> kind of caught off guard because because they weren't not, spandex <laughs> not, not even spandex it, it was more of like uh the colors weren't really like you know what you're thinking of like bright pink for her and like right you know uh, i really enjoyed that they chose different characters because uh, you know uh, zach in the mighty Morphin power rangers was african-american and Trini was Asian and Billy was, you know, American. So I, I'm glad they kind of didn't stay to that mold and they kind of shuffled it a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah. Kind of introducing, you know, di different varieties of Rangers and things like that. So I really like that. Yeah. So the, the Black Ranger was actually Asian. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Black, the Black Ranger in this movie is actually Asian and, yeah. uh, you know, Trini Hispanic. Right. Uh, and, and, and Billy is African-American. I thought that was such a cool you know, interpretation of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that too. And just, yeah, just from what I remembered about the TV shows, I, I, I am happy that they changed it up. Okay, John, let's do some uh, final thoughts. Any, any final thoughts? Um, I mean, honestly, final thoughts is, uh, I think we touched on it a lot. This podcast is it's, it's definitely suited for a fan base, but, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good story. Um, yeah, they kind of missed the mark on a couple of things, and I really wish they would have, like, at least done, like, a 10-minute introduction of, you know, the Rangers of the past, kind of in, kind of setting precedent for, you know, future movies and the current Rangers that they have. Um, but it's okay. Uh, and other than that, you know, I would have just tweaked a couple of different things, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, very good. Very good. All right, John. Well, let's move on to our backseat director's recommendation. Our recommendation. All right. I'm probably going to disagree with you, but I would say go see it at least once. It's one of those movies that if 
if you grew up watching it or if you at least remember the Power Rangers, I think you should at least give it a shot. Um, whether you like it or not at the very end, that, that will definitely be up to you. Um, but I, I would say go see it. Okay. Well, very good. And you could probably already guess what my recommendation is going to be. Yep. If, yeah, if you are a Power Rangers fan, if you grew up watching the TV show and it was the thing that you did as a kid, then yeah, it's probably a go see a movie and you're going to want to go see it on the big screen for me. And maybe for a lot of other people out there, my recommendation is maybe wait, maybe just wait until it comes out on video, rent it, watch it on Netflix or whatever else comes first and enjoy it. Yeah. Just in, in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I've heard a couple of your recommendations. Um, there's nothing any there's not graphic scenes in this movie. I think no, they say not like, at all. I think they say maybe like one or two curse words at most in right. the movie. Uh, but definitely viewable for for kids as well if if parents want to. I mean it, it, there are some scary scenes so maybe not but definitely <laughs> definitely some teenagers. Yeah, yeah, no it, I, I I do agree. It's a soft PG-13 definitely. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it's PG 13 with just some of what, you know, some of those, the teenager issues that you and I had already touched on exactly um, that are more suitable for a teenage audience. But it, yep. yeah, I mean, compared to like, so Kong Skull Island was PG 13. Yeah. It, Power Rangers is a very soft PG 13 compared to other PG 13 movies out there. Yeah, definitely. Well, John, this is, uh, uh, this has been a podcast. Thanks so much, man. It's been fun. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, yeah. uh, my Twitter handle is IDGA John, so I don't give a John. Uh, and then my Instagram <laughs> handle is uh, JB Cartagena, so J B C A R T A G E N A. Well, John, thank you so much, man. Uh, John, honestly, it's been it's been real fun. I'm glad you made the time to jump on backseat directors. And yes, any of you listeners out there who want to follow John, maybe talk. Uh, talk with him about the movie uh, maybe you're a fellow power rangers fan and reach out follow john <laughs> yeah and just a, an fyi for anyone that hasn't seen it that might go see it definitely stay until after the credits are done i'm oh. gonna leave it at that oh my goodness right before john and i started recording he asked if i stayed and i didn't i had no idea i had no idea um, yeah, I just rushed out, rushed out of the theater trying to get to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hey, John, thanks again. Really appreciate it. And this has been Backseat Directors. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Beatty Podcast.